Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. Shalom and welcome. Now, usually when I teach, I select a biblical passage and go through that passage verse by verse, word by word. But in this study, we're going to do things somewhat different. Instead of selecting a biblical passage, we are going to select a theme, an issue. And it's really going to be a series of questions. And I am not primarily going to answer these questions. I want you to think thoroughly through them and use the scripture, not your mind, not what you've heard other people say and teach. Oftentimes, people are too quick to rely upon others. They think that because they have an important position, they're head of some large organization or congregation, that they must know what they're talking about. This is very dangerous. God has given you his spirit. God willing, you are in possession of the Word of God, the Bible. With the Word of God and being led by the Spirit and being diligent in prayer and looking at the Word of God, you can arrive at truth. God is faithful. It's not so much dependent upon you as it is. You seeking God and He is faithful, the Bible says, to be your teacher. So the issue that we're going to be dealing with is known as the tribulation. Now, recently, because of what's going on in the world, there seems to be a greater interest, a, a heightened attention concerning eschatology. What is eschatology? It's simply the study of the end, meaning the last days, the end times. What's going to happen at the end of this world? And therefore, there is a very well-known prophecy from the book of Daniel in chapter 9. And there it speaks about 70 weeks. And that last week, the 70th week, is oftentimes referred to as the tribulation. So it's very easy to answer the question, what does one mean when they say the tribulation? They're speaking about Daniel's 70th week, and a week biblically in that context is not seven days, but seven years. So they're speaking about the final seven years. Daniel tells us it's going to begin with a, a covenant being made. In this context, it's probably having to do with an agreement, some agreement that the Antichrist will make with many. But let's not define it too specifically at this time. We also know that the temple is going to be functioning for the first half of, of Daniel's 70th week. But here's a very important question. 
And that is, is it appropriate? And what I mean by that is, is it biblically correct for us to speak about Daniel's 70th week as the tribulation? And to answer that question, you have to seek the scripture. Is there anywhere in the word of God where Daniel's 70th week, those last seven years, are called the tribulation? And let me simply advise you that I know of no place in the scripture. Now, people will use their rational mind. They'll say this will be a very difficult time. I agree. Many difficult things will take place. There's going to be all sorts of suffering during this time. But again, is it appropriate? Is there a scriptural basis for calling Daniel's 70th week the tribulation? And an additional question that you need to answer, and that is, for whom is this so-called tribulation period? Is it for Israel? Is it for non-believers? And let me ask a, a secondary question to this one. Is it right to assume that non-believers, those who are opposed to the things of God, that all seven years is going to be a time of tribulation? And again, I see nothing in the scripture that demands one to view Daniel's 70th week as a time of suffering for all non-believers. Now, many individuals, theologians, they will say something, and that is they will speak about the rapture, what Paul calls our blessed hope, this removal. And by the way, when we look at this word for gathering up, snatching away, removing, we need to see that that word does indeed mean a removal, not a keeping in place, not a defending while there, but a taking away. So many people say before the tribulation, believers, in other words, the church will be removed. But here's another important question, and that is this. Is there any biblical basis for speaking in light of the rapture in regard to the tribulation period? Is there any verse of scripture that when speaking about the rapture, it does so in regard to Daniel's 70th week, meaning that there's a biblical basis saying the rapture must happen prior to Daniel's 70th week? The closest that people will come to is to make an assumption. And here again, too many rational assumptions based upon man's way of thinking rather than what the word of God reveals. People will say such things as this. Well, the church was not in the first 69 weeks of Daniel's prophecy. That's true. So it can't be in the 70th. But wait a second. Is that biblically sound? Is there an impossibility because the church did not exist in the first 69 weeks? Does that mean it's impossible that it's forbidden for the church to be at all in the 70th week? And again, 
There's no basis for such a conclusion that it's forbidden for the church to be in Daniel's 70th week. Now, there's an additional question. When we speak about the tribulation, we've said, okay, we know what people are referring to. They believe that Daniel's 70th week is going to be a time full of tribulation. Again, we need to answer, for whom? And will all of it be a time of suffering for those who are non-believers? Does the scripture speak to this issue? I think when you look at the word of God, you are going to see that at the beginning of Daniel's 70th week, the so-called the tribulation period, you're going to look and see that for those who are loyal to the Antichrist, and I certainly hope that's not you, it's certainly not going to be me, we're not going to be servants of the Antichrist. We're opposed to him. So it does not stand to reason that those who are with the Antichrist, non-believers, why would he functions, and he's going to function fairly free, for the first half of, of Daniel's 70th week. You say, where is that found in the Bible? In the book of Revelation chapter 11. We're going to see that he's going to function fairly, freely, in the first half of Daniel's 70th week, these last seven years. And it's going to be in the middle of that period of time that he is going to commit what's called the abomination of desolation. Now, the prophecy of Daniel tells us there's no debating that that event, the abomination of desolation, will happen in the middle point. And this is when the Antichrist, we see this from Daniel chapter 11, verse 36, Revelation, excuse me, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, we see in those two passages, that the abomination of desolation is going to be when the Antichrist goes into the Holy of Holies and he proclaims himself, exalting himself, magnifying himself above all that is holy, all that is of God, and proclaiming that he is God. And what do we know that's going to happen? Well, we know that shortly thereafter, there is going to begin Jacob's trouble, that, that tribulation, it's the word Sarah, which is the Hebrew word for thalipsis in Greek, which means trouble or tribulation. We know that it's only after the abomination of desolation that things are going to become very difficult. There'll be a tribulation period for Israel. Why? Because Israel will have rejected the Antichrist. So again, we need to think thoroughly and say, is it biblically right to call these seven years blanketly the tribulation period? Is there a scripture that supports that? And then answer, for whom is this tribulation for if it's all tribulation? Will those who are loyal to the Antichrist suffer at the beginning those 42 months, those three and a half years that the Antichrist is in control and doing things and strengthening himself? 
will, will his followers be in tribulation? I would strongly suggest to you, they will not be. And then here's an additional question. We talk about tribulation. And for many, especially those who do in fact do what's unbiblical, and that is to define the rapture in terms of the tribulation period, no scripture that, that tells us to do that. That is the work of theologians. This is an outcome of man's doctrine. We do not see anywhere in the Bible where one should say, well, my view of the rapture is that it's before, in the middle, at the end of the tribulation period. The only thing that we can say is this, and I have a scripture for what I believe, and that is found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 9, which says, it is not appointed for you, meaning for believers, for us. It's not appointed for us to, to receive wrath, the wrath of God. The Bible says we have not been appointed for wrath, but we have been appointed for salvation. So we can accurately, confidently affirm prior to God's wrath falling, the church will be removed. The rapture must happen before the wrath of God. So it is not correct. There's no biblical basis for speaking of the rapture as pre-tribulational, mid-tribulational, post-tribulational. I never do. People oftentimes want to put, oh, Baruch is mid-tribulational. No, I'm not. There are many things that that doctrine of mid-tribulation asserts that I don't believe. I would classify myself as pre-wrath rapture. Now, some time ago, and I do not know if this is the first individual that came up with that term, but an individual, Marvin Rosenthal, he wrote a book called The Pre-Wrath Rapture of the Church. Although I think it's a very good book, do I agree with, with everything? No, but my belief is very similar. So all that I can tell you about the rapture is this. It will happen prior to God's wrath coming upon this world. We can be assured that we will be removed. I see no evidence scripturally for saying that has to be prior to the tribulation period because I do not see any biblical basis for calling the 70th week of Daniel, those last seven years, the tribulation. That is a construction of man, not a biblical truth. Now, there's another thing we need to talk about that's related to this, this issue, and that is when we look at what Messiah taught and what the book of Revelation reveals, Messiah talked about birth pains. Now, some want to make a distinction between labor pains and birth pains. The Bible does not do that. It speak, simply uses a term that speaks of a time of suffering, of pain. And it uses labor pains or birth pains, not making any distinction between them, but suffering with a purpose. A woman goes through hardships. She suffers greatly. But in the end, something good happens. Now, here's what I will emphatically tell you. 
when you look at those events called the birth pains, it is impossible to be dogmatic, to state with certainty when these birth pains happen. Certainly, they are in-time events. But do they happen all prior to Daniel's 70th week? Can some begin before Daniel's 70th week and others be in the midst of it? No one can give a dogmatic explanation for when the birth pains are. They are either prior to or they are in the midst of or some before some of the birth pains in the 70th week itself. We cannot be dogmatic. We also know that there are, in the book of Revelation, there are the seals judgments. Seals that are open up and there's things that happen. No one can say that this, these things are the wrath of God. But what is the wrath of God is the trumpet judgments and the bowls or vile judgments in the book of Revelation. The trumpet and the bold judgments are clearly, because the word of God says it, it is initiated by God as his wrath, his punishment upon the world. But we cannot make such a statement in regard to the seal judgments that we read about in Revelation chapter 6. Now, it may very well be that some of the seal judgments are related to the birth pains. Many people see a similarity between what Messiah said concerning these, these birth pains and what John reveals concerning the birth pains, or excuse me, the seal judgments, especially the first five seal judgments. So we need to study these things and not simply rely upon what other people say. I want to go back to my question that I raised a few minutes ago. And that is, is there a difference between the biblical word, and we'll rely upon the New Testament language, the Greek language, is there a difference between the term tribulation, the lipsis, and the term orgy, which is wrath? And when you study the word of God, you will find that not all, all forms of tribulation is the wrath of God. The wrath of God is unique. It's from him specifically. Tribulation can be something that, that the enemy brings upon believers. Tribulation is something that you can suffer for righteousness. So it is wrong to say the tribulation period, to use that term, is wrong. But when we speak about Daniel's 70th week, what people are referring to when they use that term, the tribulation period, it is wrong for them to say all of this is God's wrath. The day of the Lord begins at the beginning of that final seven years. You cannot make a, a biblical basis for saying all of Daniel's 70th week, that last seven years is all the day of the Lord, all God's wrath. You simply don't have a biblical scriptural basis for making that assertion. And the last thing I'm going to say, the final question is this. Is it problematic to you 
that, that God says, and let me give you the scriptural citations, and I would invite you, encourage you to look up the word thalipsis in the New Testament and see the various ways it's translated. Now, if you look at Acts chapter 14 and verse 22, Acts chapter 14 and verse 22, it says this, the second part of the verse. Through much tribulation, it is necessary for us to enter into the kingdom of God. So the Bible says in Acts 14.22, it is necessary, and that word means it's absolutely necessary. There's no way around it. It must happen that, that, that people, believers, will go through tribulation but it uses the word thalipsis. It does not say that we have to go through the wrath of God or be here. Be assured, God is faithful to his word. He's going to take us away, snatch us away, remove us prior to the wrath of God falling. But realize there is an increase of persecution today for believers. It's happening now. It's going to get worse and it's going to continue to get worse. And all of that is suffering for righteousness. It's bearing testimony. So we will have tribulation. We will not experience God's wrath. So again, for this view, a pre-tribulational rapture, that the church must be removed before Daniel's 70th week, those final seven years, that's only based upon a false belief that all of these final seven years is the day of the Lord, God's wrath. One cannot biblically make such a, a statement. There's no biblical reason for assuming that. And then let me give you one last verse before we conclude. And that is Revelation chapter one and verse nine. Here, John, the one who received the vision or visions within the book of Revelation. He speaks to believers, to whom the book of Revelation is addressed to, which is the servants of God. He says, I am your partner, your brother, and what? He says, I am your brother and partner in tribulation. So get ready to suffer. Understand that we're going to go through much tribulation. It's necessary. It is occurring now for many believers, and it's going to happen in more and more places. But this is not a problem. God is going to use it for his glory. We're going to bear testimony in the same way that Messiah suffered for his faith. What does he say to us? He says, they hated me, they'll hate you. They persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. And with what type of persecution? Tribulation but we will not experience any of the wrath of God. So let's be biblical students. Let's use terms that can be defended biblically and not just rely upon what someone wrote in a book many, many years ago that became popular and became the norm for, for many people and using the terms, the languages and such from this book. Do not fall to this, this tendency of just repeating what you heard. Study 
diligently. The purpose that our organization exists is to encourage believers leading others to faith, but encouraging believers to stand faithful in the truth of God and and utilizing scripture in order to have our, our confession, our doctrine, what we believe. The Bible is the basis of truth. Well, I'll end with that. May God bless you. Shalom from Israel. Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Thank <laughs> you.